This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. This is Marie Valdomina, and you're listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. The trusted choice for entertaining all your favorite wrestling every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube. Sponsored by Rogue Energy and Playoff One Coffee. I'm, of course, your host, James J, and it is a great day for wrestling because we are wrestling with Marie Valdomina. <laughs> Hi, guys. Nice to see you. <laughs> or nice to hear you. <laughs> and it's nice to hear you as well. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I traveled a bit this weekend, uh, caught up on some sleep, That's took down way. my Halloween decorations. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing because uh, the clocks went back as well. So that's always nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I got done wrestling on Saturday and then I came home. I got home, I think, from Jersey. I got home. 1 30 in the morning and then i was like oh man it's already two o'clock and then i looked at my clock and it was one o'clock again <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's pretty cool <laughs> i'm happy that they do it themselves because if it was up to me to turn back all the clocks i would be like lost oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> is this work for the people that are up at that just to see that it, instead of going, you know, to two o'clock, it just goes back to one o'clock. Yes. Yeah, it does. Um, especially when, like, we, I wanted to go out Saturday night, so I ended up, like, going to a bunch of friends' house, like, my friend's house with a bunch of friends. So all of them were still up, and they were like, we got an extra hour! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah! <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> And uh, where can we see Marie dominate next? Um, I'm going to be at a Comic-Con at Horseheads. Um, it's going to be at Arnott Mall in New York. Uh, we're going to be doing Comic-Con kind of convention stuff. Yes, people are going to be in character wrestling, so that's awesome. Um I uh, can't tell you who what, what people are going to be because it's really, really fun. So that's going to be the 11th and the 12th. So I believe that's this weekend. And I have a lot more goddesses um, and Titan coming up. I hold the goddesses title um, for New Jersey, for northern New Jersey, wherever they choose to go. They're really going a lot of places right now. And I will be also defending my... Uh, Northern Tier Pennsylvania's title, I assume sometime within the new year. Um, so 
usually right now is a time where people are like, okay, we got our Halloween shows out and, you know, we might have some Christmas havoc type stuff going on. Um, but most of the time, everybody's got a family and friends and whatnot or whatever holiday they celebrate. They usually want this time as a little trickle down time. I'm not saying for me, for everybody, but for me, it is at least. And um, it gets some time to spend with your family and stuff. Not saying that we don't wrestle in December or anything, but usually November, January, around that time picks back up again. Right. Right. At least for independent wrestling, at least. I mean, there's a lot of indies that run monthly, and that's great. Um, Excite Wrestling just got another venue in Binghamton, so they're going to be running again, as well as Excite 2 in Horseheads at Arnott Mall. So that's great. Um, absolutely wonderful. I did have some things planned for the end of this year that didn't go as planned. Um, I have some new gear that I'm working on. I do make my own gear. Oh, really? And yes, I do. <laughs> um, I'll have had, I've had a lot of people ask me to make them gear, but I'm just not willing to take money from people uh, without that experience right. yet. So I just don't, I just don't like take, I don't like dealing with finances from people right now. And it's obviously something that I would be investing money into and time. So I would have to take money from somebody, but not anywhere near our $400, five, $600 that people usually pay for their gear nowadays. Right. Yeah. It's been a dying trade. So I follow a lot of people on Instagram that do do gear. So if anybody needs a shout or like recommendations for other people, I have like a whole list of people that I follow. Um, that are an inspiration, you know? Right. And, uh... And, it, uh, yeah, it saves money in the long run. <laughs> well, we will put a pin in that for, uh, the time being. Uh, can you tell us where we can find you on social media and your merchandise? Yes. So, um... Right now, I just have shirts at shows, and I can send them to whoever. I don't have wrestling tees. Um, it is a possibility for me in the future. But you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, and now I'm on TikTok. So uh, you can find me at Marie Valdomina. Are we doing the Wednesday Adams dance yet? <laughs> uh, I have not, no. Mostly right now, I just shared a couple, like, a, I had some more stuff on there that I did a, a little bit ago that I deleted that wasn't anything, like, related to what I was doing right now. So, that I was just experimenting with TikTok when it first came out. Right. So, I'm like, okay, now let me make this, like, a not a business TikTok, because I'm not there yet, obviously. But let me make this marketable so that when other people go on my other social media outlets, they can get directed to there because TikTok's really exposed right now, right. so to speak. And um, just like I have a feeling like another five years from now, we're going to find something else. Probably. And not saying that that's going to go away, but just similar to like um, Vine and whatnot, you know, something trumps the other one. 
And I just got to stay current with that. I've noticed a lot. It doesn't take much to make short clips like that. And I feel like our attention span nowadays is getting like very minute. (laughs) (laughs) So I love making the little small videos. Um, Yeah, I I just recently made a video gearing towards like um, senior abuse and like mental awareness of uh people with dementia and whatnot. My mother suffers with dementia. So going through some hardships with that right now. Um, And I'd like to make it like all around everything so that people can come on there and like have a laugh or have a cry or get wrestling related content, you know? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to go looking for her social media. All of the links to all her social media will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and Catbox. Thank you. Alright, um, let's get into it. Um, you work for Goddesses of Wrestling and Titan Championship Wrestling. Can you tell us about your relationship with those companies? Oh my gosh, yes. Um, being a girl from upstate New York and coming into the Jersey territory is almost a given because um, a lot may think that the Jersey territory is saturated with female talent. And it is, of course. But just like any wrestling promotion, you're always trying to give them something new. So that's how I was introduced into New Jersey. And from being at one promotion to the next to the next you know uh there's some places that i don't work for anymore that i won't work for anymore um going into another area and another territory you kind of realize that there's like some unnecessary drama happening between other companies that the fans kind of get linked into but they really don't care um they just really want to see the people that they like watching wrestle. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter like what drama is going on. I just go and I wrestle and um, that's good for me. It's a good outlet. I get a chance to showcase myself in a new area and a new light. And it obviously leads to other opportunities elsewhere. So um, I've wrestled in a fair amount of areas in Jersey uh, recently within the past two years. So I definitely say if you're like an upstate person or a Pennsylvania person or Delaware, Connecticut, Jersey's definitely someplace that you'll end up stepping foot in. And they are a great office of people at Titan. Uh, with Titan, you have Funhouse, you have Goddesses brand, you have I believe they have one more. I might be mistaking. Um, but you have all the, you have, you know, a, a father branch or you have a brand a father tree. And then you have these little brands that sprout from that. And, you know, with Funhouse, they have a chance for new talent to showcase themselves in a light where maybe you might see them move to Titan eventually, or maybe we might see them on the goddesses brand eventually. So that's great. Goddesses is all women's. Um, it's, it's definitely gained some traction uh, being all women's, which is great because we're not used to seeing that 
so, and I definitely think I give people kudos for having an all women's brand because it's difficult. And um, not saying that women are difficult, <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's not what we're used to. Right. Uh, a lot of people just, you know, where women are usually part of the regular show. And now we have our own show there, which is great. And I will uh, have been there at Goddesses, I think, nine months or eight months since February. So that's awesome. Uh, that's great. And uh, every time I go there, I'm super excited. Um, always ready to tell everybody how I feel. <laughs> and the office of people there are wonderful. They're always ready to give you critique and feedback. Um, that's a must. I still take critique and feedback, even though I started in 2015. And there's going to be people who have gone places uh, that you haven't that could help you get to that next level. Right. If you stop learning and pro wrestling, then you stop growing. Yes. Absolutely. That is correct, for sure. Uh, ring rust is real as well, too. So constantly staying active, staying in the ring, rolling around, doing drills, having practice matches to the point where, like, if you do get into a predicament, you know how to get out of that predicament. And um, I think training is really important as well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned you've been with Goddesses for um, since February. Um, mm -hmm. And you are the current Goddess of Wrestling Champion. Um, what mm -hmm. does it mean to you to hold that title, especially so early on in your tenure with that company? Um, yes. So when I entered goddesses the first time i ever stepped ring stepped into the ring for goddesses or titan brand or anything um you know i've been to jersey before in delaware and connecticut but i never had a chance to wrestle with a large amount of women in one night so i've never done a tournament before so as i finished that first match and then on to the second match and on to the the final match. I had two matches that night. So I had my first match. I progressed. And then I got to sit back and watch the other ladies and what their tactics were. And into my match, I prevailed. And I got to take home the Goddesses Championship. And a lot of other people weren't happy. There was a lot of people who weren't happy because here's this New York upstate girl um, you know, I've heard it before. I don't look like other women wrestlers. Um, I kind of try to sway away from getting that Nia Jax treatment. Right. Uh, a lot of, uh, larger, you know, like we're looking back to when Dewdrop had the injury with Natalia and Natalia had, I think, torn something or broken something in her leg, her ankle. And I just remember seeing a lot of the backlash that larger women ended up getting. Um, and I try to sway away from that and show them that, hey, I might be a larger woman of wrestling, but I can move and I can move when I want to. So I don't need to, if you know what I mean. Like there's different styles that I can go about, but I don't have just one style. And I think that, that is what helped me progress 
to get farther into that tournament um, is that a, a lot of the other ladies that I shared the ring with weren't aware of my styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been a blessing. It's truly a fun ride. Um, now a lot of their fans are booing me because they don't like what I have to say, but that's okay <laughs> because I got a big mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely say some stuff that they don't like hearing. Like I'm not going to settle and put up with their, uh, cotton candy princess crap pretty much. And they have a lot of say to me too. <laughs> They don't have to like it, but they do have to live with it. <laughs> yes, they do. You're absolutely right about that. That's one of my favorite quotes to live by. <laughs> and is there a, like a different mentality knowing that you're going to wrestle multiple times in one night, uh, like in a tournament style like you did for the championship? Um, yes. So... I like to, I've, I've never done tournament style like that. That was my first time doing a tournament style. So I had one tactic in mind and that tactic was I have a first match. So I can't think about the second match unless I get done with the first match. So why would, why would you even prepare for something that might not even happen? And then on the other breath, you're thinking, why would I put myself down? This is going to happen. This is going to happen for me. Hell, I know who I am. So, but, you know, even your everyday greatest people out there and the greatest sports player that you could think of right now, you know, like the greatest televised sports player in history that you could think of to the top of your head right now, doesn't predetermine their wins. They don't sit here and say, Oh, I'm fine tonight. It's just so-and-so like I don't discredit my opponents so Yes Stepping into the ring with more than one person and having multiple opponents at one time um, Is drastic and it is exhausting Because it's like you have to have your head on a swivel like somebody's always someplace at one time or at multiple times actually so <laughs> Uh, definitely like you have to keep your guard up, but I do that in my everyday life already. Like I go put my grocery cart away and I'm like looking around like who's there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely taken a lot of regular everyday life things and like incorporated them into wrestling. Like I'm constantly always cautious and, um, you know, I never treat somebody like, even even with who I am now with wrestling, like I'm very brash and I have a very hard exterior demeanor, but I still don't discredit anybody that I'm sharing their ring with until I beat them. And um, that's a good segue into my next question. And that is when you wrestled Rosemary, not only did you wrestle Rosemary, you beat Rosemary. Um, and we're not talking about Courtney Ross. We're talking about legitimately Rosemary. <clears throat> so, so what, yes. Yes, what was that experience like? And what did it mean to you to get such a big win? So, sometimes spring of earlier this year, 
I was contacted by Titan and Goddess's office, and they said, hey, you're Goddess's champion now. Here's a list of things that is going to we're going to entail from you. And sorry, but if you want to be our champion, you got to do them. So I'm like, okay, you know, awesome. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And one of those things was you're going to be wrestling Rosemary. It's time for you to do this. Um, we want to showcase the goddess's brand. Uh, what better way to do that with Rosemary? And she's now Courtney Rush. So I definitely got the last bit of Rosemary before she had a persona change. And that's super exciting because I grew up with Rosemary, not Courtney Rush. Um, me thinking that, you know, if there's a fourth wall, I'm sorry, but me thinking going into it, how I was thinking was, well, you know, um, I must have done something right. And uh, I didn't necessarily think who else could be in my spot right now. I did think about it a little bit, but I also was like, you know, screw them. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry, because you got to imagine that brand has been around for three, four years. So for that, for that, for them to have other, other females, other people that could have had this spot that I have right now, it, for me, even advancing that far, getting that far, getting that chance that fast, I, I didn't want to feel like I was stepping on people's toes, but at the same time, I was like, ha you must have not done something right. And I must have done something right. So you kind of got to look at it that way. Like a lot of these people are our friends and um, a lot of people I don't get along with. And that's not by any means fault of my own. Uh, I, I'm not the type of person who's going to be rude to somebody because I don't know who they are. If I'm ever, I don't, I don't blatantly be rude, but if you can notice a difference in like my demeanor where I don't want to talk to you, it's probably because you did something crappy. <laughs> so, uh, and it's usually not by me hearing it like word of mouth. I probably saw you do that crappy stuff. So I chose, I choose to stay away from a lot of people. And I think that by doing that, I'm like a horse, like with those vision things on, like where they can't see anything except for in front of them. Yeah. And that's just me, my whole career, literally. Um, I mean, yes, I do talk and I do like to hear some of the spicy stuff that's going on. But for the most part, I just stay out of it. I think that's the best way to do it, to be honest. I don't politic very well, but usually when somebody comes on and they like want to uh, grace me with their time, like on a podcast like this, I'll probably let go a little bit, but I don't shoot on people at all. Right. I would absolutely, um, it's not going to get you anywhere, you know? Right. No, you're absolutely right. Did you talk to Rosemary either before or after the show? Yes. So, um, for me to go into detail about what happened during the match, 
um, I'd have to know, <laughs> is it a safe area? Um, so basically what had happened with the match is I, I was progressing. I was doing really well and excuse me, <coughs> nowhere in there am I trying to dismantle or uh, it, I'm not, I'm not like, um, I'm not like a brawler to the point where I want to make somebody bloodied. Right. So when I did see that she had gotten bloodied and she, she had started to um, bleed during our match yeah. and I'm looking at the referee and I have her in a hold and I'm like, talk to her, talk to her, you know, I'm looking at the referee. I was like, what's the call? You know, cause I'm thinking that this is done. Like the referee is going to stop it. Um, I'm waiting to hear what the referee says. I don't think anybody has known this because unless you were there, um, we did have a live up. That's my fault. My production team did as much as they could for that. I'm sorry that there's not footage that I recorded on my end that I could have put out because so, I have a lot of people that are asking about it. Right. And that's a no-no on my end. And I honestly think that as a wrestler, you should have your own tripod. You should have your own camera because we can't really depend on people. Right. And you're putting on a production. You're getting paid to put on a production. You're putting on a fight. You're putting on a show might as well record it so that you can have proof that you even were there and did that. It's not like we're going to remember we did this 80 years ago. So hopefully we still do, but, um, I should have had that. I will say that right now. So as far as a live footage, a Facebook live footage, there, there's like probably no footage of it. Um, I can't say that for sure. I do need to go scoundering, scoundrel, scoundreling, to find it, uh, I should find some footage of that. But she was amazing. We get to the back. Obviously, she has some color to her face and whatnot. And the first thing she said was that uh, Jessica Havoc's side of her head is shaved. And the little side that she had, like a little laceration. I'm not going to say how she got it. Um, it was... It was something that uh, neither of us could have prevented. Um, and this little tiny laceration to the side of her temple caused color through her whole face dripping up everywhere. It was almost everywhere. Not everywhere in the ring. It wasn't like the AEW video game that just came out. It was like <laughs> pretty much like, you know, like you're looking down, you see the little drip triplets like this isn't just like a, a little boo-boo but it was a little boo-boo it's just that it's on it's on your forehead so obviously our capillaries are closer to the skin and she made a joke and she said cool Jessica's one side of her head is shaved now I can shave this side of my head and we can be like twinsies and I was like <laughs> that's great <laughs> and um she said possibly everything that you could. That match went really well. Besides that hiccup. I just had to put that in there. And she has said pretty much everything that you could think, you know, what character that she is. Um, she told me everything that I needed to know that night. 
And she was a wonderful person to be around too. Uh, until I got into the ring with her and then she's really super scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we had, we had flame pyro that night cause we were outside and like seeing her come through the pyro with her music. I was like, ah, I'm like 17 again. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Another big name that you uh, were in the ring was when you were in the ring with, I should say, excuse me, uh, you wrestled Holiday, um, another very scary independent wrestler. Um, what was that experience like? Um, I had fun. That was a great night. That was probably my first name. That was my first name that I've ever encountered. Uh, she had a lot of encouraging things to say. She did not go easy, and I'm super happy to see where she is now, and that's great for her. I like watching WoW just specifically to see what she's up to and what she's doing, um, and that's really cool. Uh, and I learned a lot about my character that night. Oh, well, it does seem like 2023 was somewhat of your coming out year. Um, you know, mm -hmm. Big Goddesses of Wrestling Championship reign, um, Rosemary, Holiday. Um, what did, now that we're going into 2024, what's your perspective on 2023? Um, when I had started in 2015, I was training. And when people hear 2015, they're like, oh, like, wow, it took you this long to make a splash. And you can either be like, Haha, yeah, or yeah, I can tell them, like, I was a referee for three years. I was constantly training or never stopped training. I went different places because I wasn't, there's no place to get booked in my hometown. Like, there's no place to wrestle in my area area. So, therefore, forcing me to travel. So, I'm traveled. And um, I did a lot of things in 2023 that I didn't think were ever going to happen for me. So ever since I stopped refereeing, uh, I was like, hey, I'm a wrestler. I wanted to be available in the wrestling community. I did my part. I paid my dues. I still want to be a wrestler. So I started getting bookings else, other places, uh, Maine. Pennsylvania, you know, New Jersey, and that led me into 2023. And I, when you're put into a title picture, it's not necessarily like, whoa, um, I knew I was going to get here. It's like you, there's, there's so many other people who are in that same picture as you that are being analyzed. We're constantly have eyes on us and, the promoters and bookers know what they want. So it's just a matter of, are you what they want? Um, uh, can you, are you a presentable champion? Um, can you sell tickets? Can you get butts in the seats? Are you a nice person? Are you a good person to work with? Are you safe? Uh, what's your schedule like? There's a lot of different 
factors that people are going to look at. You know, Becky Lynch or whoever your top champion is on TV can't be a champion if she's a full-time mom, you know. And I'm not a full-time mom. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you you did mention earlier, you know, when you won the championship, uh, Titans slash uh, Goddesses, um, you know, they gave you a list of things they expect their champion to do. And obviously one of them was Russell Rosemary. Um, Are you comfortable saying what necessarily was the other things on that list? Um, I, I just named off a lot. So basically that is your schedule. Okay. There's a lot of, so just because I'm not one of your top girls that you're seeing killing the Indies right now, there's a lot of other girls in my area that are killing the Indies right now. Um, with that are within like a four mile radius or four, four hour radius, you know, we, some people who I've worked with, some people who I haven't worked with yet. I hope to aspire to work with, obviously friends with, we know each other, but um, your schedule, it's a lot of scheduling. You can't have a champion that's not there to defend the championship. So if I were, which, you know, eventually someday I'd like to make it to the point where my schedule becomes too much for certain places. And right now I don't see my schedule becoming too busy for goddesses because I'm their champion. Um, And it's like a first come first serve. But obviously if something's going to happen for somebody to the point where they might get contracted or they might make an appearance on AEW or WWE or NXT or something networked, then their, their peers are going to be like, awesome that's great for you that's that's good for you but as of right now i have none of that going on for me um i have like my own set of goals wrestling wise and they really needed somebody that was going to be their all around i'm here all the time champion and a familiar face so here i am mm-hmm. and uh i think honestly there it's not like a list of factors that they're looking for because a lot of these other ladies meet those factors. But sometimes I think if there's always going to be something that makes somebody else stick out. And I guess that I just had that at that moment of time. Now, uh, going from wrestling to a very, um, interesting thing you've done. You managed Gangrel and Axel Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Axel is my boyfriend. Okay. Um, uh, in real life. <laughs> we're, we're 100% like, I beat him up all the time, so. Uh, <laughs> Always. Like, every time. Like, dude, you left the meatloaf in longer than I wanted you to. Like, what? Um, so, when I came into wrestling, I knew that Excite existed. We had another fed that ran out of Syracuse, my area, in upstate, and that was 2CW. When 2CW was done, they were done 
And I had started wrestling around the same year that they were done. So I was like really, really bummed. But I realized a lot of those same people wrestled for this place called Excite in Binghamton. And I was like, okay, cool. I had a friend of wrestling invite me to become a uh, to referee because apparently people liked women that were shorter and out of the way. So I was a referee, met my boyfriend. Um, we didn't date for like seven years. We just started dating two years ago, but we've known each other for like nine years, eight years or something. So um, he was always taught, like he's always had good stuff going on. Uh, he's always had the opportunity to wrestle awesome people like Scott Steiner. Uh, he's taken Sacco from Mankind. He's done a bunch of stuff. And I wanted to sway away from, oh, I'm going to get opportunities just because I'm dating this guy. So I just showed, I kept making sure that I was available for Excite, even though they don't have women wrestlers, really. And by me doing that, other other ladies in the area were like, hey, I want to wrestle. Hey, I want to do this. And I was like, cool, you're at the right place. So we, we've, ha we've had some other girls like start training and whatnot here and there who some of them haven't stuck around or, um, you know, are bearing a child now or whatnot. And so now I'm kind of, I was kind of just like, <laughs> I'm, I'd love, I want to be part of this production. How can I still be part of this production? And they were like, you can manage, you can manage Vinny. And I'm like, Oh heck yeah. You know, let me get, let me get dressed up, not in wrestling attire for tonight. And I love that. Um, I'm a loud mouth. So anything that I can get eyes on what's going on in the center of the ring, I'm all about it. So I find out that Gangrel needs an opponent. What better than a werewolf and a vampire? <laughs> so I got to manage a werewolf and a vampire in the same night. And um, Axel brought out one of his like goblets from his grandfather that passed away. And he like put he had like the blood in it and everything. And then they did the whole entrance and they like they were in each corner and they like spit it, spit the blood in the air, the gauntlet, gauntlet, like what goblets, sorry, the, the drink into the air. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And he was super nice. He is super, super, super nice. If you ever get the chance to talk to him, I definitely would. And he's still traveled. Like he still goes a lot of places and oh, yeah. takes a lot of bookings places for his age. Wow. And I, I believe he's still got the same teeth that Vince gave him. Oh, really? So that's awesome. Yes. You can kind of tell they're a little old. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I just like the stories. You know what I mean? What? Um, I like being involved in any production, but uh, not taking away from, you know, anybody else's spotlight. Cause that's the last thing I want to do. If I want to get involved in something and like, say I don't have a spot for that night, because it happens to all of us. Like if you can show up at a show and then just like get praised, then that's good for you. But you know, I paid my dues to get to where I am right. and I'm probably still going to pay more dues. So it's just a constant thing in wrestling uh, is being available and sometimes asking, Hey, can I do this? Hey, can I try this? It doesn't hurt. You know, right. 
No, absolutely. And you got a cool moment out of it. I did. I did. I love those pictures. Little kid me was so excited that night. I was like pee pants excited. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Jane Grow, but I did interview his um, stepdaughter. So, um, seven degrees of separation, I suppose. <laughs> yes. That's awesome that you had her on. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. It is. Uh, the crazy thing is, as much research as I do on the show, completely glossed over that fact. <laughs> it was staring me in the face, and I still didn't get it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good for you. Now, uh, you, you mentioned it. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being in the same profession as your significant other? Um, I don't think there's any disadvantages at all, really. Uh, it's just kind of sad when he has a booking someplace and I have a booking elsewhere and we're like five, five um, hours away from each other. Hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't get to see you till 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, let me get my match done and do what I have to do and um, help where I can and kind of go home. And I don't really like being the type of person to be like, okay, I'm done. I'm packing my crap. I'm selling my merch and I'm leaving. I, I like to be the type of person that's like hands-on, like how can I help? How can I earn my way? I've already earned my way to be there. But how can I show that I want to be here and that I'm, I'm valued in other ways? And so I do like to help pick up and to do all that at the end. But most of the time, I don't really have an option. Like, if I do stay back, I'll end up being home at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not really at the point where, like, I have had comped rooms for certain areas um, I'm not at the level at right now where, you know, I can ask for a certain amount of money to get myself a comp, get myself a room right. wherever I'm staying at, but I'm a daredevil. <laughs> I'm not a daredevil. You know, driving through the night doesn't make you a daredevil, but I am alone. Um, most of the time I do travel alone. Most of the time that's a doozy, but out of that, you know, you could either choose to take some of those finances and get a room for the night, or you could just go straight through and just go home. And I choose to go home. And a lot of the time I have to leave a little bit earlier than everybody else is leaving and like go around and say goodbye and everything. And I don't really like doing that. I don't want to be that person. Um, I don't want people to think that I'm that way. Like, Oh, she wrestled. She's gone. She doesn't want to help. Um, and then I have other people who are like, go girl, get out of here. You did great. You know? So, um, I've never had anybody like say something to me before. I'm very respectful when it comes to that stuff, because like these people are paying you, like you're taking money from somebody else. So what, what do I want to do? I want to prove that I'm worth that. And to me, that's staying after and helping out a little bit after. And wherever I am, if the time's on my side, I'm there. Um, and sometimes he does get bookings 
in our area closer and they just don't have any women's wrestlers for me right now at this moment and the people who we do have eyes on or have agreed to come out and you know get paid and whatnot are their schedules very busy or we're just like waiting to like a time when they're they're available right. and and then i have other women's wrestlers in the area that are like are you available so it's like it's a t i get it i'm on two spectrums of it where i'm asking somebody with a busier schedule like hey can you do are you are, i'm gonna send you this person or whatnot like i have people asking me for lists of girls um not specifically that i'd like to wrestle but just like hey can you help me out with other girls other wrestlers like other women's wrestlers in your area um it does get sad sometimes because he gets other bookings that like I said, we don't have women's wrestlers available for, for that night. So I do get into the sway of I have to manage again tonight. But I don't look at it as it can't be a derogatory thing. Because regardless, you know, I'm still going out there. Whether or not it's for pay or not. Because I don't like taking pay from our home areas for me managing give it to my boyfriend like if he wants to buy me food at the end of the night like that's cool if i'm traveling then yeah but um yeah there's some disadvantages sometimes that's usually about it though all right now um i think it's time for that segment again um uh, maria a Marie's Bizarre Adventure. You're a pro wrestler that goes up and down the roads and weird, crazy, and bizarre things are about to happen. Can you tell us a road story that fits that description? Oh, so you guys want a road story? Yes. One okay. Weird, um, crazy, bizarre, funny. <laughs> um, let me think. <laughs> I haven't had anything crazy happen to me really, but I've heard crazy stories from other people, but that's not my story. Um, when I first started, we went to these student showcases in Maine and <laughs> um, they put us at like this hotel that wasn't the best, but then again, we're in Maine. So who knows, but you know, those hotels, motels where like, it's just a long, sh like you have the stairs and it's like two or three levels and all the doors are just like facing out. Like they're all on the outside, like they're all outdoors yeah. and all the, they're all lined up next to each other. Okay. So we're hanging out. Some of the people got drinks and whatnot. We go to the room. We have like three rooms between the wrestlers so we're all bouncing back and forth and whatnot one of the guys says something i don't remember if it had anything to do with any of the wrestlers or just two people that were staying at the hotel but one of the people that were on the top floor thought it would be cool to just start urinating over the banister <laughs> and they um urinated on somebody's head <laughs> 
<laughs> so we just hear like this fighting and scuffling going on outside. Like I said, it had nothing to do. I don't think it had anything to do with one of the wrestlers. And it wasn't one of the wrestlers urinating either because we were on the bottom floor. So, um, yeah, somebody got pee-peed on. And I thought that was really funny. Um, <laughs> it was really funny. It was really funny. Um, people getting flat tires and being stuck on the side of the road is not funny. But when your tires dry rotted and you want to go like three, 300 miles and 300 miles back, like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, it, I mean, I don't like people being stranded, but you should have knew better. Uh, so definitely sitting on the side of the road while people freak out about their tire that they should have known better. It's like, it's not funny, but it's like, let me call it my triple A, I guess. I'll use it on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think wrestlers should always have triple A. Always have a spare tire. And at least know how to change a tire, right? <laughs> or if you're going to change a tire, have the tire and the jack in your car. And... If you're going to have the tire and the jack, make sure you have a monkey wrench. <laughs> like, some of these people, like, it's just crazy to me. Like, when I got my car, like, obviously it came manufactured like that. Like, I have a scissor jack and everything in my Jeep. But, like, come on, man. <laughs> There's some stories where I hear, I'm just like, how did that happen to you? How did you blow a tire, like, three times in one year? Like, are you getting new tires but not getting an alignment? So there's always some, like, kind of messy stories that you hear of. Um, I've heard about people's gear bags thrown out the window by their trainers, like, years ago. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> um, I've, oh, I wrestled in Cortland one time, like, when I first started getting singles matches and not like ro like battle royals or rumbles or like tag matches or intergender like i had like one of my first singles matches against this girl and we were in Cortland at a barn and um there was like cows in the barn next door and that's about as close as i got next to him but um my boyfriend and sean carr like to tell this story about how i'm pretty sure they were in Cortland too but years before me and they were getting changed and all of a sudden they hear there's a cow <laughs> there's a cow in the stall next to him just like <laughs> there and they were like yo we just got changed like in it's in a stall like in a barn in the hay with a cow next to us and they just thought it was the funniest thing in the world I think that's funny. I love cows. Cows are amazing. That's uh, definitely an interesting uh, audience to have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if you're like an upstate New York, like, I mean, there's people all over the, the world that have probably wrestled in front of people in like a barn. So... <laughs> They wrestled for the cows, the chickens, the gooses. That's funny. All right. Now, um, on top of wrestling, you're also a special effects artist? Yes. Um, so, I do not have credentials or license or, like, I am not professional in any way whatsoever, but... 
I have ADHD. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at some point of my life, I said, whoa, that looks cool. I think I could do that. And it started during Halloween. So obviously everybody's doing cool stuff on Halloween. You know, when we first started getting those um, people who would create pages and, you know, they would do like their makeup inspirations like i think mac was really popular at that point of time yeah. we haven't really heard much from mac anymore um and a lot of people are mua artists you know what i mean like traveling makeup artists are obviously always a thing but everybody it seemed like everybody was starting to become a makeup artist every time you turned around you saw on social media somebody would be a makeup artist and i did a really good job doing it at home and um making the prosthetics myself like i would use gelatin glycerin and like plaster to do this mold and i would do a two-part mold and make a cast a face cast of my face by putting plaster gauze over you put petroleum jelly plaster gauze over your face which i don't recommend <laughs> uh, i mean it doesn't hurt but i'm just saying like it's not meant for your face, y'all. Find the stuff they use for casts. How about that? And <laughs> or actually nowadays they have um they have that <clears throat> excuse me. They have that dental stuff where you can put it in your mouth and like form it forms to your teeth before you get like your um veneers or like your your liners and stuff, you could put that jelly stuff like all over your face to cast your face, but you have to make airways. So I'd cover my mouth and I'd leave my nose open. And once I got that mold of that, of my face, then you fill that with plaster and you got your face cast and boom, now you have a cast of your face and your features so that anything that you make, and usually most of the time I did something like a piggy nose or I did something with like um, teeth, like protruding, like a, a snout. Um, I have my face cast and I'll just build that up with clay and then I'll make a barrier around it and fill it up with plaster and then you got a two piece mold. And I was like, wow, I can make molds with plaster and clay. And so I have these molds, but it's usually what material goes into it. So latex takes a long time to dry. So if you're building layers and layers and layers of latex, you got to do it layer at a time. Usually a lot of time you see people doing prosthetics on their face. They're using cotton balls and stuff, but you're not going to get that smooth skin-like texture and those very thin uh membranes on the outer layer that just adhere to your face really nice and i was doing a really good job at it and i uh went to dinosaur barbecue i think a few three years ago and i won third place for a costume contest there was about like 320 people there wow. in the middle of syracuse like our press some of our presidents have gone to that restaurant and um I did a few other costume contests where I placed like second and you know, like there are some people who had like full on body paint and stuff on that beat me, but, uh, it was a lot of money to put into it. And, uh, I think that I was doing a really good job by doing the 
the prosthetic and doing it. But when it came time to like recording it or doing it step by step, like a how to, I just wasn't really good at it. Uh, I could have showed people like I get to, you know, when you get to the finished project and you're like, whoa, I did this or I made this and I wish I could have showed people how I did it. (laughs) So uh, it's just like you end up with a bunch of these pictures and it's just like, that's it. I wish I could have done the whole videos that those other people were doing. And I don't care if anybody else takes my idea. Cool. (laughs) No, I'm the same way. I could do things, but putting the camera in front of me to do those things, like, no. (laughs) Right. Right. It's structure for sure. Like, it's just a lot of work. And then say you close out of something or your phone force quits like the app or something like I've been in the middle of editing videos for wrestling before and that's happened to me and I want to pull my hair out (laughs) (laughs) Um, now is there any significance to the tattoo on your leg um she the so you're talking about the warrior girl yeah Um, so I would show you right now. I have pants on. Um, she is my second tattoo. No, she was my third tattoo. Uh, I only have four. So she is the biggest one that I have. (laughs) She is about this big. Uh, she has a whole wolf head and in her style, she's by a artist called Reiki Lee. Um, in her style, it's more of like a, it's, it's very traditional. So I do have a friend now who does amazing portraits. So I think the next one that I get will probably be a portrait. My boyfriend has a lot of portraits. He has Fester, he has Leatherface, and they're amazing. Some people can do portraits and some people can't do portraits. So that's the reason why I got her because I wanted a portrait uh, like a Medusa portrait, like very realistic looking. Right. But now I kind of know the meaning behind the Medusa tattoo and stuff like that. I'd probably choose a different goddess. Uh, I love goddesses, but I just wasn't sure on what goddess I would want. Um, I like divine things and I like warriors. So I figured, and I love, love like anything Viking, anything BC. So I got her, and I put a wolf head. It was obviously another person's design. I put, got the one with the wolf head. He's had a bunch of different designs, like crow heads, um, foxes. Um, you know, some. I mean, I'm sorry if you don't like that kind of stuff. Some people have looked at it. They don't say anything, you know. Um, I have friends that are, like, vegetarian that, like, don't it's like they don't care you know what I mean like it's obviously like a pre-context warrior girl with a wolf head on her like the wolf's dead sorry <laughs> I mean not, like, wolf wasn't harmed in the making of the tattoo no no wolves were harmed in the making of this tattoo uh it took four and a half hours um <laughs> your girl was really cute back in the day so there was a certain tattoo artist that was really fond of me that thought that I would date him if did this tattoo. And 
I got a discount on it like crazy. Like I'm pretty sure probably would have cost me like 400 bucks and I paid like $50 for it. So (laughs) there's that. Um, Yeah. If you're a tattoo artist, don't think you're hot shit. (laughs) So uh, there's that. Um, But there's like a lot of other people who I would send people to get tattoos from nowadays, like, or I would go to myself, just not this one, (laughs) but I have it. It's here. It's not going anywhere. I don't regret any of the tattoos I got. I mean, cool, you know, um, there's like one or two that I would, I'm going to get something else on top of them. But I think I did good by not getting like something super dark. Cause if I did, I'd be like a little bit more upset about it. But obviously we're like, not everybody, but I was one of those like 19, 18 year olds that made a decision that I shouldn't have. And I didn't get anybody's name tattooed on me or anything. It's just like, I don't really like having a tramp stamp anymore. (laughs) So like, I kind of want my whole lower back covered with something random, like everything random you could think of, like a chili pepper, not on, not there, but like, I'll probably do a piece there. But the next one I want to do is a chili pepper sitting on the toilet, scrolling through its phone. And uh, I think that's going to be the next one that I do. And I want to get it somewhere you can see it. (laughs) Like, I want my arm filled. Like, one of my arms filled up. I think I might do my whole right side and do my whole right leg and then move on to the other side. So I just want to be completely covered in, like, random doodles. (laughs) Life is short. Life is short. If you can't see me, like, if I ever get the chance to make an appearance in a casket someday, like, I want my friends and family and peers to, like, see me, like, with doodles all over, you know? (laughs) I I do have to ask, is there any significance to the the pebble on the toilet? (laughs) Any significance to the what? To the to the uh, to the uh, hot pepper on the toilet is is that something you saw or something you came up with? I mean, they always tell us not to bring our phones into the bathroom, so I have this thing where like I'm a weirdo. If <laughs> I believe that toilet seats are meant to put down before you flush the toilet, y'all. If you're not flush, if you're not putting the toilet seat down after you take a boom boom and you're not fl- and you're not and you're flushing it and you're just letting all them particles go everywhere, like people say that for a reason. Like you're not supposed to bring your phone into the bathroom. <laughs> but I do. I'm sorry. Do I? I disinfect my phone here and there, like with disinfectant wipes and stuff like that. I wash my hands after every single time. You know, like I'll have my phone next to the toilet, and like I'm closing the lid, moving my phone to the other side of the sink, flushing, washing my hands, disinfecting my phone, and walking out. Like I'm weird. Like I got hand sanitizer and wipes in my bathroom, and like everywhere I go. So, I mean, it's not weird. It's just like I don't want to get sick. Right. <laughs> and um, I heard that statistic about the the particles and having your phone in the bathroom. And I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't follow, but I'm just letting people know, like, yes, it's a thing, and I'm not discrediting it because science. But <laughs> I like spicy food too, <laughs> so 
I just thought of the chili pepper taking a crap in the bathroom. <laughs> Scrolling through his phone, just like nonchalant, just hanging out. Like maybe like this, like with the like one of the hands on the chin. And then this the like both both elbows on knees. Just leaning over, just scrolling the phone. <laughs> I um, now, um, you know, speaking, you know, of peppers, um, can you tell us about the bacon, cream cheese, and spinach on a <laughs> bell pepper bread sandwich? <laughs> Um, I like sandwiches, y'all, and I like bacon, and I am a meat eater, so I'm I'm also on a weight loss journey. Um, at my biggest, I was 240, and I dropped down to 200 and gained 30 of that back, and that's just, like, that's just my family. Like my mom was two four hundred at one point, and my dad is like two twenty five, soaking wet. Like never more than that. Um. So, <laughs> excuse me. Okay. Basically, I try to eliminate bread by putting a bell pepper in its place. So, as long as you don't oversaturate it with cream cheese like you're pretty good if you don't like cream cheese you can use any other cheese but i like using cream cheese with everything bagel seasoning it's like the tiktok trend right now and i saw somebody doing it and i was like you know what let me try this and it was really good it's super good so i'll do like a bell pepper cut in half and then i'll put like the cream cheese on i'll dab it out on the inside after i wash it and i'll put the cream cheese on the inside and I'll try to use my, like, daily intake of cream cheese because, like, I'll overdo that. And that was a problem that I was doing for a while. And then I will put this everything bagel seasoning or whatever you feel like. A little, maybe a little dab of hot sauce here and there. And then I'll put, like, turkey bacon now I've opted for. Um, I try to go with the more better brand of turkey bacon because there's some turkey bacon that has like uh high in nitrates and like sodium and stuff like that so i found jenny o recently and i so i started using that and if i don't have turkey bacon like i'll we'll make some in the air fryer and then like put it in the fridge so you'll have it all the time and uh it's not something that I can have all the time. So sometimes I'll have like black forest ham or like turkey, like deli turkey or something. Um, my favorite, I like getting like a rotisserie chicken sometimes and putting that in there. So basically you're just like opting to take the bread out and replace it with a bell pepper. And it's pretty good. It's really good. I mean, it's t difficult to eat. Like you should cut it in like fours because yeah. it's like a huge bell pepper it's like this so <laughs> um it's really good i brought them on the road before uh it's like it's like bacon like if you have bacon i'm not really worried about it right 
like you know what I mean good. <laughs> the bacon is good like I don't I'm not walking around with like a roast beef sandwich and stuff like that like in the car uh I'm really 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 weird about whether or not my food is like overcooked or undercooked or if like I I, I you're talking to the girl last year who got a uh, a turkey and it was like forty dollars, thirty dollars. I put it on the for like two hours or whatever, but the night before because it needed a little bit extra thawing time. But I don't believe in putting raw meat on like the counter or something longer than two hours because that's when bacteria starts building. And then plus, after you have it out, you want to cook it. <laughs> So, um, I had put, took in the turkey out for something and then put it back in the fridge. And I guess my dad like was half tired because I still live at home. And I guess he was half tired and like took the turkey out to do something and left a turkey on the counter. So when I got up in the morning to start Thanksgiving dinner, it was like this, like the whole bag was just like ghastly. And I was like, <laughs> nope, through the whole I actually went down the street to the apartment complex and threw that whole turkey in the garbage. <laughs> so I had this like pan with like turkey juices in it in my back seat with this like balloon turkey. And I threw that thing out. Yeah. And I went and got a whole nother turkey. And I was like, I had to get a, a it was more expensive too, because I had to get a young raw turkey because it's the day of Thanksgiving. And like, either I could piss off my dad really bad and be like, yeah, you did that. You're stupid. Like, <laughs> why would you do that to me? Or I just like, didn't say anything at all. So knowing my ass, I was just, I didn't say anything at all. And then I made dinner and everything, and I was like, hey, Dad, by the way, I had to throw out that $40 turkey. <laughs> He's like, what? What are you talking about? This is a turkey right here. I was like, no, I went out and got one. Well, you fell asleep after you had breakfast. <laughs> so I'm really weird about raw meat and stuff like that. Um, and meat, like, just not, like, I don't like deli meat in the car. Like, ew. So even for a while, like, even when I first started my wrestling journey, I, I was, like, at a job where, like, I didn't have a place to put my lunch. Like, I would put the bell pepper and the bacon in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so it works everywhere. When I went and wrestled Rosemary, I had a bell pepper bacon sandwich with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not going hungry, y'all. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for that. It's time for the colossal question. Let's say they're making a movie about you. Every movie has a soundtrack. What would be the first three songs on your movie soundtrack? <laughs> um. Uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> something cartoon, um, or something cartoony, because I love cartoons for sure. Okay. Um, probably my my theme song. Um, my theme song is "Strange." I'm Val Domina, right? 
Um, my theme song is Domina from the Domina soundtrack, and it's a Gladiator movie, if you're familiar. And I probably have that on there. And then I probably have Doja Cat or, like, Nicki Minaj or something so that people can dance. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I like when people dance. I just like having a good time and they, when I'm driving, you know. Right. Like something um, Miami Heat-ish, maybe. Like something that you could, like, jam out to while you're driving. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> or, like, jam out to while you're listening to the movie. Alright. Now, now that we got the soundtrack down, then we go to casting. Who plays Marie? <laughs> and you can't say yourself because you are obligated to make a standard as cameo. Uh, Jenny Ortega. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she might need to to gain a little bit more weight, though. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, people do things for roles all the time. And every movie has a supporting cast. Who would be three people in your movie significant to you in your story? And who would play them? Um... <laughs> I don't know who would play my boyfriend because I've never met somebody as hairy as he is. <laughs> <laughs> we call him the werewolf in tights for a reason. Uh, I have no idea who would play him. Who would be my booker and promoters? Wow. They don't have any Doppler gangers in my life. I don't know. Do, they have to look like them. That's hard. John, Why would you do this to me? John Goodman is usually, you know, the... <laughs> The placeholder for all promoters for some apparent reason. Um, Johnny Moose can be John Goodman. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, my dad could be your most generic farmer Puerto Rican ever that you could cast because that's what he is. Okay. <laughs> he still he's he works he still works on um. 300 acres of land. Wow. And he's very much Puerto Rican. <laughs> this is sounding like a very interesting movie. <laughs> we got Johnny uh, Ortega, we got John Goodman, we have Axel as himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so funny story. Um, Wolfman, his last, the actual original Wolfman's last name was Talbot. And my boyfriend's last name is Talbot. So um, they're not in any relation, but his family used to tell him that that was his uncle. And it was hilarious. Hilarious. And I'm pretty sure that's how he got the wolf man. Well, <laughs> the werewolf in tights. It's definitely worth uh, a message towards him. Um, for, you know, an interview. I wish I had some sort of like crazy gimmick like that or something cool, you know, but I don't. 
I'm just the... Well, you're Valdomina. I am. I am, absolutely. Yes, I am. Independently. Exactly. It took me a while to come up with a moniker, too. I was one of the last ones, for sure. But it just, I didn't want to, like, force something. I just wanted it to come naturally, and here it was. Definitely. And, uh, like I said, it sounds like a great movie, and you can pre-order the tickets now. <laughs> For sure. Now, on to the most controversial of subjects. Pineapple on pizza. What's your stance? <laughs> I think that's great, as long as there's ham or bacon on it. Okay. I'm the type of person where, like, if there's cheese pizza or pineapple pizza or any pizza with no meat on it at an event, I'm like, cool. But then if you put meat on your pizza, I'm like, now I know why we're friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that I don't have any vegetarian or pescatarian friends that don't eat meat, but I like I like meat on my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm buying it, Crud, I want some meat on it. <laughs> right. So pro pineapple. Pro pineapple for sure. I put pineapple and marciano cherries on my hams. So um yeah, I would totally put pineapple on pizza, but I need like ham or something on that too. Alright. What's your spirit Pokemon? <laughs> um probably like butterfree. Awesome. For sure. Or mm, I've always been a Mew fan. I like Mew, like the original Mew. Yeah. She's really cute. Alright. And I have that movie on VHS. And it probably still will make me cry to this day. <laughs> uh we're in the same boat and on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to go find. I have like a large collection of VHSs that I'm going to bring from upstairs at my dad's house, and I hope that they're still in good like condition, you know? Because right. I haven't seen them in like 15 years. Like I, mean, I haven't touched them in like so long, but one of that's one of the movies that are in there for sure. I have it on DVD, fortunately enough. Oh. oh, you got fortunate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I do still have VHSs, but I do not have a VHS. I feel like, you know, an archaeologist needs to, like, find one in the wild at this point. <laughs> right. Binghamton has a lot of stuff like that here. They have a lot of, like, um, what is it called? farmers markets and flea market stuff going on yeah for sure uh you can find that around here somewhere we have like larger than life um and i think the, i think that larger life is in syracuse they kind of all sound the same all the comic book stores always have like an l in it so i always get them like the names of them confused with each other yeah but um there's one that we're going to be at that there's that huge. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that it would be at a comic con, but 
usually most of the time they're at those kind of conventions. You have a video game person selling consoles and stuff there. The la- last year, some guy had like a GameCube and stuff that he was selling. So oh, yeah. that was pretty cool. Pretty sure people are looking for Ataris and stuff nowadays. Good luck. Oh, yeah. I could, you could probably check on Mercari and whatnot, but you don't know what you're getting from that person, you know? I mean, when you get it, you could say that it doesn't work, and then they'll refund you your money back, and you might be able to keep it. But at that point, you know, you're stuck looking for something else all over again. Right. right. Thrift stores. <laughs> <laughs> I love thrift stores. No, we love the late great Tracy Smothers on the show. Do you know the acronym... What the? T H U G. Um, no. I T- did not. T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail. Because a dog can't spell. <laughs> yes, love- That's funny. We love the late great Tracy Smothers trying to keep the memory alive on the side. Aw, I love that so much. No, the weirdest question you'll be asked on a wrestling interview, hopefully. Would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson, not the country, an actual (laughs) physical rock. Yes, (laughs) I would wrestle a rock. I'd wrestle anything. If I could do it and people cheer for it or boo for it, then yes. Well, just for context, there is a wrestler named Psycho Mike that wrestled an actual rock for over 15 minutes in a Tungsten Man match. That's an Iron Man match <laughs> that lasts for two weeks. <laughs> That's great on him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bet he got two paydays that night. <laughs> um, I don't think he got paid for that. It was a grudge against the rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw that guy wrestle um the dummy, like the the, the crash dummy. Yeah. That was great. Uh was obviously crazy. we've seen Omega wrestle the the kid before. Yeah. That was great. Not that she's a rock or anything, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's awesome. Wow. You're going to make me go on YouTube and look up Guy Wrestles Rock. I can send it to you. (laughs) Yeah, send it to me. (laughs) Um, On a more serious note, where do you see yourself in five years? My number one goal right now... um, in my everyday life, currently right now, my I'm an only child. My mom had me at 42. Uh, my mom had a traumatic brain injury when she was younger. Probably she was induced into a coma at the age of six. When she came out, she had to start all over again in diapers and whatnot. Uh, they grew up in Queens, Long Island, bounced back and forth until they made it her way out to Syracuse. And my mom was a working body. She was a nurse's aide. She worked at a nightclub, busing tables. She had a job. So she did what she could until she met my dad. <laughs> and then she, she, her being the oldest out of five, 
she was the one who was babied. And, you know, my family didn't think that my mom would ever have children. Well, here I am. She met my dad and a year later, boom, here I was. And we've stayed in Syracuse ever since until uh, her and my dad had like a falling out where I just think that it was, it was time for him to move on for another chapter of his life and her dementia just started progressing. So I will never sit here and say that you can't, you're not a good person if you can't care for somebody with dementia because everybody has, you only got one life to live and it was my mom and dad's journey to go separate ways. My mom still loves him very much. She doesn't remember why they split up. She doesn't remember much of anything anymore. And this was 10 years ago. So my aunt moved her to Florida. So my mom's been in Florida for the past 10 years. And there her, her dementia progressively worsened. My aunt became her power of eternity, which we needed because I was still in high school. And I didn't know what to do. So at least I had an aunt caring for her. And now I'm at the point with my mom's progression where she knows who I am, but she, since then she has dementia, she has diabetes, she has high blood pressure, she has had a stroke, she is bedridden, and she lives in Florida. So uh, my aunt being her caregiver was great, but also at the same time, my aunt passed away in June. So my mom was left just in limbo at a long-term care facility, they're not, they weren't getting paid. Um, there was no way for them to get paid from social security. And I had to go out to Florida and take on power of eternity of my mom. So me and my boyfriend went out there. Uh, he's a huge support. And now I'm power of eternity of my mom at 29 years old. Uh, my mom is 72 and I'd like to spend as much time as I can with her. Uh, before, you know, if anything were to happen, that's, it is very sad. Right. And I'm a huge advocate, advocate for people who, uh, have older parents who have parents who are, are a victim of stroke, uh, parents who are a victim of, uh, a traumatic, traumatic brain injury, um, encephalitis, acute swelling of the brain, uh, anybody wheelchair bound, bad bound. You know, my mom is two, 320 now. So it's very, hard you know to get her to and from without lifting her uh with a with a lift so that's number one problem and getting her to new york so that she could be closer by would be awesome uh so i would say in the next five years i want to wrestle in front of my mom at least once and as far as wrestling that is my number one goal um, a lot of people want to be on TV. They want to be televised. They want to make an appearance. They want to do extra work that I will all have within my future somewhere. But for me right now, I always tell everybody my number one goal is to wrestle in front of my 72 year old mom at least once. And I don't care if I win or lose that night. And that's a fantastic goal for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, what is a match that people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what you are all about? Um, I have a lot of matches on YouTube right now. Um, 
basically try to find your number one girl that you could think of that you would want to see me wrestle in my area. And you might be able to find that on there. I have like a lot of, I have a match with Adina on there that has surpassed like, I don't even know a lot. (laughs) 15 K. Yeah. That one surpassed 15 K. That was, that was a doozy at that venue because they had alcohol there. So people were saying a lot. Um, (laughs) uh, There was a, I wish I had that Rosemary match on YouTube. I still beat myself up every day for that. My number one thing that I could say is that if you're a wrestler and you're listening, get yourself a tripod and get yourself a camera and make sure that you're constantly doing that. Because like, even if you had a tripod with your phone, like with enough space and storage, it just means the world to have your own hard cam set up and be able to edit your own footage and not have to track somebody down for it. Really? Because they're busy. They're doing a lot of other things. So there's a lot of matches that I've, I mean, I'm not going to put it on the production for not setting up, you know, video cameras. You know, most of the time nowadays, everybody does, but I'm not saying it's the best quality. (laughs) So, like, there is footage, but it's not the best quality to the point where, like, you can make out exactly what we're doing. So, and it was nighttime and, you know, lights go and you have this camera that's been set up for, like, four hours, three hours. And, but, you know, with the, with the championship rain, like, you're towards the end of the night, usually most of the time. So those lights change, all that lighting's changed. And if nobody's come and checked up on like the footage just being recorded, then like, it's kind of lost. <laughs> right. But I won't discredit like what people are doing for me, you know, it's yeah. just like extra measures that you have to take by yourself. I'm currently right now in the, I don't want to get published like by anything because this is something new. And like I said, I like, ADHD brain I think that I could do a bunch of things at once and not finish them (laughs) but I want to make a wrestling book that is geared specifically towards people in wrestling that you can like keep track of like all of your um, to do's like I want to have surplus pages for moves and a five-star rating on how well how confident like your confidence level on those moves so you could just color them in and then move on to you know almost similar to how 2k23 wwe 2k23's move set is set up when you're doing a call so then you can have another section of the book that says like matches opponent and date and area or another section that says accomplishments and you know whatnot uh, that or notes, stuff like that, uh, spots, you know, just figuring out how to split that book up. I think that's probably going to be my number one project that I'm going to go to for 2024. Um, and if I can get the right talent to share that with other people, you know, obviously at first I'll be like, look, I made this here, take this for free. And then you get the right, you know, it's like a resume, like you get the right amount of talent to share that and to put forth into the world that maybe eventually I can be on like Amazon storefront or have an Etsy storefront, you know? And I want to help other wrestlers and um, not necessarily something like, oh, here, take this knowledge. It's just something like here, here's a place for you to put your knowledge. 
and uh, the match with uh, Athena Steel is on um, YouTube, correct? Yes. I will. Find She's it. awesome. Like, I if I could name anything that I've been doing recently or anything that I have done, I'll usually put forth into the world the girls who are doing really well or better than me right now, you know? Right. Uh, she's been on AEW and done all that good stuff. So it makes sense to mingle with those kind of greats, you know? Yeah. I haven't personally had the, uh, the pleasure, but I have uh, heard good things about her from other guests. Yeah. So if I could say that my number one viewed YouTube video would probably be with her. Um, for sure, 15K is a lot for somebody indie like us. And I don't know how the algorithm is with that. Um, maybe she might have worked somewhere that pushed her. Obviously, AEW and stuff like that. But, like, um, may, you know, YouTube algorithm's really weird, if you haven't noticed. Oh, yeah. That some indie wrestlers that, you know, for instance, myself or somebody else that you might not know or some other territory, like, t down south, like, they don't know who I am. So... If you pop up, it's like, whoa, um, why is this Why is this video getting so many views, what? you know? <laughs> and uh, it just sticks out more from the others. Uh, and it also could be, like, title match is really hot right now, limitless. So I think CZW is getting back up again into putting out a lot of content. Mm -hmm. So, right. So if you're... If you have a lot of people continuously watching that, I think it's cool that other YouTube videos, such as my own, of a smaller caliber, can pop up in that same suggested, even though we don't have hashtags, we don't have all this stuff. It's just like almost like YouTube knows. Yeah. Because the same viewers are watching the same thing, similar to Instagram stories. Right. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I see a lot of content creators trying different ways, especially with TikTok and stuff to try to like, they'll put like keywords and stuff in there to try to get more uh, revenue, which I honestly think is great. But if you're not showing the keywords and like this, this now there's a way to hide them. If you want to tag like pro wrestling, women's wrestling, and you don't want people to see it, you could just move it out of the pan and it'll see our video will still show but you're not getting all the keywords in the comments and all that stuff. So, I mean, I started where hashtags were very important for Instagram. So I'm still trying to frequent and getting used to how uh, algorithm works on social media, for sure. It's very, very important to us when we're going to put out our promos, our videos, uh, make any announcements and stuff like that. Like, I'm not going to announce it at 1.30 in the morning, you know? Right. So, yeah. I will find the match with Athena, and I will uh, put it in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox for anybody that hasn't seen it, wants to see it, wants to re-see it after this interview. And since we, since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview... We are wrestling with the eight questions of Boom. Dun, dun, dun. This is our okay. speed round, <laughs> our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? Sure. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Shawn Michaels. Worst wrestler. 
Tori Wilson. Okay. Your main eventing WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Becky Lynch. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? China's entrance music. Sweet. Finish the sentence. K Fabe is still alive. We would have also accepted taste great on toast. <laughs> <laughs> Squash, vegetable or fruit? Um, vegetable, vegetable. <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it is indeed a fruit. Really? So is tomatoes, aren't they? Because they have seeds, yes. Wow, wow. <laughs> I have an acorn squash, like, right over here. I'm about to make tomorrow or something. Acorn, I love acorn squash. <laughs> Put it on your fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you are a part of Squash Squad now, and that means a hell of a lot more. Yes. New Japan wrestler Tai Chi. His ring gear gets smaller every year. He really morphs himself to the world. My question, what is the appropriate trunks to butt cheek ratio for ring gear? Oh, I absolutely love this. Um, we're talking to somebody who has a mother who has a big derriere. Therefore, I have a big derriere. So, in my opinion, there's a good way to do it. Cheeks to... <laughs> But cheeks to gear ratio, um, you're going out there and you got to remember that there's kids in the crowd. So I don't want to be suplexing you and then having you have a wedgie, like super, super bad. In my opinion, I make gear. There's binding. Binding is what's going to keep that from going up your butt. So um, I love Rikishi. So, I love Katie Forbes. So, unless your gimmick <laughs> has to do with butt cheeks, which I was thinking about it for a while. I was thinking about it for a while. I'm not going to go out and stink face people, but, you know, if I looked like Katie Forbes, she's pretty. So, uh, I mean, she, she, got a nice, she has a really nice booty. So, um, it works. You know, I still love... I still loved Tori Wilson doing the stink face and everything back in the day and whatever. Like, it works. But when you're somebody like my size, um, I like to try to make sure that my gear isn't going to be moving like that in a fashion that I would have to pull it down. Because, like, you look at Dallas cheerleaders. Like, if you've ever watched any of those cheerleading shows or whatever before, they get yelled at for moving their skirts and stuff like that in, the be in between their routines. So why should we be messing with our gear? Or why should guys have diaper butt and have to pull up their gear or fix their suspenders? I mean, I'm not talking about pulling the suspenders off. I have a freakish power now. I'm talking about, like, Pulling it up constantly in between 
your match. Right. That's not cool. Or like pulling your wedgie out like all the time. Like people are, people are going to catch on to that. And somebody's going to say something to you about it eventually. Um, especially women. I mean, you know, girls wear one pair of clear tights and then they'll wear like the fishnets on the outside. We like smoothing stuff. We like stuff that's going to smooth us out, hide cellulite. You know, I'm telling you first, if you haven't heard it, you know, girls wear tights that are slimming and like sometimes, you know, hide cellulite and stuff like that, you know, body hair or whatnot. So for the most part, you're spending all that money on that stuff. So why not make sure that your gear is in your favor? You know what I mean? For sure. And I do see a lot of people who don't have that binding, like that little one little piece of color strip at the bottom of their, um, you know, their shorts or whatever. And that one little piece of strip there is made with elastic. So that's going to keep all that from like riding up. And you're taking suplexes and stuff like that. There should be no, there, there, the butt cheek to gear ratio should be like, you're okay for a little bit of peakage at the bottom, but like, I don't want to see your whole moon like out. <laughs> so like 10%. Give me a, like a good, like 20%. Yeah. Okay. Or like, you know, like you're seeing blue on, um, wrestling and it's all her, butt. sky blue. like, yeah. yeah. So they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And, to begin with, they didn't gear towards doing that, but she has just gained attraction for her butt, like Bailey has. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Her butt is not that friggin' great, but like people just say it, and then now, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to say who has a nice butt and who doesn't has a, have a nice butt because to me, like, I like uh, butts are nice. I think Jessica Havoc has a nice butt, and like people will sit there and say like. She's big. Like, no, I like that. You know, like, I think everybody's beautiful. But, um, yeah, don't do that in front of kids. That's not cool. Unless, like, she's already so far to the point where, like, they're putting her out there. She's getting revenue no matter what. Right. So, um, it doesn't matter if there's kids in the crowd. <laughs> right. It really doesn't for them. I mean, but for for indie scenes and smaller scenes like that, like try to um, get hired again. <laughs> you don't want to be known as the girl whose gear doesn't fit her. What? All right. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> and that is the correct answer. <laughs> uh, no. Not at all. And that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on and doing this with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sorry you got a bunch of long uh, answers. And maybe next time we'll have a new set of answers and a new set of long responses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. I love the long responses. Um, 
Nobody came here to listen to me talk. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really had fun tonight. Okay. It's always a good time to do podcasts. Anytime somebody asks me, like, I don't care. Um, I'm not, like, scrolling through to see, like, what significance that you've done and everything like that. Like, any opportunity is a good opportunity. That's definitely a thing, something, that's definitely something uh, everybody could definitely learn from. Thank you. And uh, once again, where can we find all things uh, Valdomina on social media? Mm -hmm. You can find me at Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Marie Valdomina. Alright, uh, and uh, DM you for merchandise, correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just have a talkie shirt that I have right now, like a talkie theme shirt, because it's fun. I like doing fun stuff. But um, <clears throat> like I said, I'm planning on starting that book. I already have the, the, the blueprint for it, so to speak. Um, any good publishers that you know, anybody that can get that ball rolling, send them my way. And I just want to be able to put out different merchandise that everybody else that you see nowadays. Like we have my eight by tens and um, I'm planning on doing more shoots, professional shoots um, and whatnot so that I can give more merchandise, have more options for my uh, friends and fans. And you don't even have to go, um, uh, you don't even have to type it into your Google machine. All of the links to all her social media will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox. Simply click the link, and your top will appear on whatever device you are on. Um, you have no excuse. Buy a damn short. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Of course, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, but on YouTube and CastBox. This was sponsored by Rick Energy and Pearl One Coffee. Join us next Tuesday and Wednesday for new incredible interviews. And follow the show at, um, at Wrestling with E, but on X, Instagram, and Dread. Um, follow me personally at JamesC993. Alright, uh, Marie, when I say Wrestling with, you say entertainment, okay? Yes, sir. For always special guest Marie Valdomina, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.